What makes this special is that we've been doing this now for so long. And for each of us, it has become a sacred space, a sacred container for real conversations where we can talk about the things that we are going through in our lives, the challenges that we're facing with our careers, with our relationships, the personal development and growth that we're going through, either intentional or because we're being dragged, kicking and screaming into a period of growth. Welcome to Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast with Stephanie Lee. On this show, we're going to talk about the experiences of high-achieving women and men across industries and lifestyles who are at about the midpoint in their career and are no longer satisfied to let life happen to them. Together, we're going to purposely create the second half of our lives by addressing burnout and overwork, by getting clarity on how we're creating the experiences of our lives, including how we're keeping ourselves stuck, by articulating what it is we want for the second half of our lives and identifying a plan to achieve it. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast. I'm Stephanie. So those of you that listen to the show regularly will have noticed that I skipped an episode last week. And I was hesitant to skip the episode because I had just done my first interview, which was such a blast. And I knew that I had some new listeners. My downloads had been going up, uh, but I skipped it. And I'll tell you why. I needed to. I had traveled the entire month of March And off and on, I mean, I was gone during the week and home on the weekends. And even though I took better care of myself than probably I ever have, I still found myself pretty just tired, you know, and I, and I needed a break most of that week I spent on a girl's trip. And so I actually want to share with you about the girl's trip. And I was very tempted to try to record this episode from down there, but I really didn't want to interrupt that space. Uh, and how special it was to us with this task. So I didn't. And I think that's, it's a reminder to me that sometimes things are are good enough and it's, it's okay. You know, I actually thought about, and those of you who listen regularly will know, I talked at the end of an episode, maybe the last week of February about perhaps closing out the podcast as the end of season one and putting it on a little bit of a hiatus, because frankly, I wasn't sure that I could continue that I had the, or not continue at all, but not continue immediately, that I had the stamina to continue into March when I knew I would be doing so much travel and I wanted to do the show right. But what I decided is that I would stop scripting my episodes because that was actually taking me a whole lot of time. I had really gotten the process and have of editing and producing the show down. So it it just doesn't take much time at all. It feels pretty kind of stupid easy as I would describe it. But the writing of the episodes was taking a lot of time and prepping for those. And then my delivery was kind of wooden. So I'm just talking to you now and I'm enjoying it a whole lot more and it actually takes less time. So that's just a reminder for those of you out there that sometimes we can do something that seems backwards, like spend less time preparing for an episode, spend less time scripting it perfectly, And actually the outcome can be better because my downloads are for sure up 
over the course of this last month or so, since I've begun doing these unscripted episodes, I find it a whole lot more enjoyable. The audience finds it a whole lot more enjoyable. So it's a win and takes less time. Did I mention it takes less time and it's a win. But at any rate, so I was on a girl's trip last week and it is a trip that I have taken with mostly the same group of women, certainly at least two of whom are sort of part of the core. And we figure we've been taking this trip together since maybe 2006 or 2007. I could probably go back in journals and figure out when exactly we started. But the point is we're talking about like 17 years here of going nearly every year on this trip. Some years we actually chose to go twice. Um, And most of the time we go for about four or five days. Sometimes we've gone for a week. Sometimes it's been basically a long weekend. It's really varied on what we've had going on in our life, but it's become something that is so special to my life and really to all of our lives that I wanted to take some time today to share that with you. Because if it is not something that you have in your life, you know, it's something you might want to find a way to add. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about what we do to cultivate this experience for us. But first, I actually want to dedicate this episode to the women that I went to the beach with last week. Um, And these are my friends, Judy Coyle, BJ Fish, and Donna Austin. And I love these women. They are good friends. As I said, these have been long-term relationships. um, And I would not have had this experience without them. So what happens on this trip that I think that it's so special? We basically sit in a condo or sit down by the, by the shore and we talk for these days. There have been, so we've been doing this while I was in, for at least three, for me, for at least three different jobs while I did my doctoral program. So there were times when I went to the beach and we would all be there together And I would sort of pull my chair away from the group for several hours and do a lot of reading for my doctorate. And then I was also, we took this beach trip while I was in my coach certification program. So, and I did a program where I had a synchronous one hour component each week. So I scheduled it so that it would work with my day job travel schedule, right? So I got up and had a 6 a.m. coaching call with my colleagues in my coaching program while I was on this beach trip with these friends. So they've seen me through all of these different phases of my journey. And I've seen them through different phases of their lives as well. What is so amazing to me about this time for us together is truly that we just sit and relax. For all of us, our partners, our husbands would not enjoy a trip where we go and we truly do nothing. And I will say a couple of us will run off and do some thrifting for me. I just don't even want to leave the condo for anything other than meals. We have a little routine. We get up in the morning. Usually we all get up pretty early, but everybody gets up on their own schedule. I like to get up and either go for a run or walk on the beach, have some time alone first thing in the morning before I engage with other people. You know, that's probably pretty consistent with how I am about a lot of things, right? And I'll come back and we'll sit out on the deck of the condo, always right next to the beach and have coffee and just talk. And then about 11 a.m., typically I make the Bloody Marys. And again, we just sit and talk for the rest of the day until we get ready to go to dinner. What makes this special is that we've been doing this now for so long. And for each of us, 
it has become a sacred space, a sacred container for real conversations where we can talk about the things that we are going through in our lives, the challenges that we're facing with our careers, with our relationships, the personal development and growth that we're going through, either intentional or because we're being dragged, kicking and screaming into a period of growth. And after cultivating these relationships for so long, we're having these conversations together among women who know us, who know our history, who know who we were 15 years ago, who can see that in us and who can see the future for us as well. So there's a tremendous amount of trust and safety within this group. So when we sat down to chat one morning, this was after coffee, sitting inside the condo, because it was actually still a little breezy out on the deck. I asked them to reflect for me on what makes this trip so special, what makes it so important to each of us. And I'm going to share with you some of the, the notes that I took about things that were said. They talked about the intimacy and safety of our group coming over time and with repeated exposure to one another. And I'll say too, there's one woman in this group that I have worked with for the majority of these 17 years, another that I worked with for about five of these years. Two of the women in the group have known each other from different seasons of life and been friends for probably nearly 40 years at this point. But we don't all come together as a group like this, really, except for this time at the beach. Not that we don't love each other and not that we're not all in contact during the course of the year. And certainly we show up for one another when there is a crisis or when there is a birthday or some things like that. But for the most part, our continuity is created by this trip that we share together each year. And we build anticipation for the trip by texting about it during the year. You know, we might be texting each other gifts of a beach. We might be talking about what the weather is, where we know that we're going. We might be planning the different restaurants that we want to eat at. Basically, that's our highlight and our single event of the day is getting out and going to some great places for dinner. The, the depth of the relationships is unmatched, I would say, in my life. You know, there is space for laughter, tears, joys and sorrows, real pain but real celebration as well. You know how when you're together with friends, especially when you're still, you don't know each other well and you're still feeling each other out, you want to be careful not to seem too negative or to appear like you're gossiping or saying something bad about someone or frankly, that you're not too, too Pollyanna and painting everything with a super positive brush. None of that matters within this group. We just say it like it is. And it isn't a matter of, being negative or being rude or gossiping about other people, but it's an opportunity to really process what's going on in our lives, what our struggles and delights are, and have other women speak into those things for us in an invited way, not in an intrusive way. Another thing about this group that makes it so special is the variety of ages. So we're each in different phases of life. And again, remember that we've been doing this together for almost 20 years. So 20 years ago, this was a group of women from mid twenties to mid fifties that have now aged together and seen each other progress through life. But it means we each have a different vantage point. 
And it might be easy to assume that in that context, the vantage points of the more senior members of the group would be the ones that really count because they know more. You know, once you have this perspective, once you've lived this life, you'll understand. But as, as the member of the group on the younger end, I don't feel that way at all. I do feel like my vantage point as one of the younger members of the group is as valued and is as beneficial to the other older members of the group as any other perspective. And so that has been beneficial. One, one woman, uh, one of my friends on this trip said, I grow as a person when I'm with you all. And that growth comes from the unvarnished conversations. It comes from simply speaking our truth. Sometimes it is truth that is well thought out, that we understand something we've been working through and wrestling through and have our mind around. And sometimes it's our experience in progress where we are still trying to understand something that has happened, our experience of an event, and we're piecing those things together. And there's an opportunity for these other women to truly speak into our lives about these matters. And you're going to notice on this episode, I'm aware of this as I'm, as I'm talking, I'm not going to talk about the things that we talk about at the beach. You're going to have to use your imagination to think through what those are, because I want to keep safe and private that time, those conversations that we share because they are so deeply meaningful. Another woman commented of our time in conversation at the beach. I feel stronger because of the things that I have shared with you all, not diminished. How important is that? How many relationships do you have where you can share your vulnerabilities and come away feeling stronger, coming away, feeling seen and feeling heard and not have shame, not have that vulnerability hangover. We also provide continuity for one another, both in the fact that we have known each other for so long and simply actually as a function of the structure of the trip. There are basically a couple of weekends every year that we go or choose from to go. We stay in kind of the same places. We used to stay in the same resort. It's gotten too crazy. Now we're staying in the same sort of condos on the stretch of beach. We know probably most of the restaurants that we're going to eat at. We actually all kind of know at this point what everybody's going to buy for groceries on the front end. You know, as I mentioned, I make Bloody Marys at 11 each day. We all kind of know those things are going to happen. Everybody's going to want to get up and have coffee in the morning. That structure provides some continuity. And I've mentioned to you all, I think in the context of my trips with my husband to Jamaica, you know, when I have something like this, that's recurring it almost very naturally triggers me to think back about where I was last time. You know, what, what was going on in my life? Who was I? What was going on on this last trip that I was? And where am I here? The things that were maybe, because we all have things in our lives, right? That are troubling us or that are sticking with us or that we're working through. Those things last time, are they even still factors now? And it's just so interesting to see not only myself through their eyes, but be able to take a look at myself longitudinally through my own eyes and see my own growth and development and what's important. It gives context and perspective to whatever I'm going through today. Because there is such trust among this group. There's a lot of truth telling. So we will listen to one another, share their stories, talk about what's going on. 
and gently and with curiosity and tenderness, ask some questions. So it's easy. And this is something, frankly, that I would do in a, in a coaching relationship, right? But this is happening within the context of friendship where you're hearing your friend tell her story about what's going on. And you begin to sort of see perhaps the box she's put herself into. And you have the opportunity to gently ask her, might there be a different way to look at this? If you want to, if you want to look at it the way you're looking at it, great. And we will all support you doing so. But there could be another lens if you wanted to look at it that way. And what an invitation that is. And for each of us to really know and trust one another enough to be able to receive that. Because how often does somebody say to you, you know, there's another way of looking at what you're saying and total resistance. And I'm not going to say resistance doesn't come up for us in this like Pollyanna community, right? Of course, resistance comes up, but it's also coupled with this idea of trusting these women have my best interests at heart. We may come from different backgrounds. We may have different life experiences, but they know me and they love me. And they wouldn't say this thing to me if they didn't believe that it could help me in some way. And because we are outside of our homes, outside of our space, this isn't just dinner. It sets a different tone. You know, we're, we're away from our spouses. We've stepped outside of our routines. And that in itself creates a sense of a boundary around this experience of a separate, sacred, as I would describe it, container. Because it's a, it's a strength to return to our challenges. It brings strength to each of us to be able to ask one another, hey, you know what was going on when you were here last time? How is that? How'd you work through that? How do you see that now? And to learn from one another's experiences and perspectives in a way that's not at all voyeuristic, but where you can really, how many times do women really have the opportunity to come together in this way anymore and to have these deep conversations? Our lives are so rushed and busy. How are you? Is met with, oh, I'm good. I'm fine. Life's great. Yeah. My job's good. Husband's good. Dog's good. You know, whatever. But this set aside, set apart time. When you say, how are you? It's an entirely different question. How are you means what's going on in your life right now? What are the things that might keep you up at night? What's going great? And that thing we were talking about last time, how is that now? And you know, people are rooting for you when you go home. You know that there are people who are holding you in prayer that are wishing you the very best and who are taking that home with them, who are in your court. It also gives examples of how strong women deal with junk when it comes up. We all have a variety of experiences, but by observing the others talk about the things that they have been through in their lives. When something comes up for one of us, we may be able to go like, Hey, you know, I think she was talking about something similar. And I've got some ideas about how I want to handle this as a result of what my friend's experience was maybe several years ago. Another beauty of this group is because we have been in each other's lives for so long. A lot of really significant things have happened. We've had loss. We've had divorce. We've had 
new relationships. We've had certainly family weddings, um, all manner of experiences. And we, we come together for those things. So of course we're out, we're friends outside of these settings and we're all going to prioritize being present for one another when these big events occur. These women are my ride or die. Sometimes in our lives, and I think particularly with adult friendships are hard to cultivate for many of us. And I'll speak for myself because particularly because my my husband and I have chosen not to have children. So there is no like group of moms that I'm hanging out with when I'm dropping off my kid or whatever, or mommy and me or all of those sort of natural intersections that are the grown-up version of sitting next to each other in second grade and 10th grade and in college, right? So I don't have those. I do have people and friends, women and men that I encounter in my day-to-day life with whom I have friendships. But these are deep lasting friendships that for me are qualitatively different. And I would rather have these few deep friendships that go well beyond proximity and convenience than have my life simply full of relationships that exist because we are close together in some way in our lives. It's also good, you know, I process, and I've I've probably talked about on the podcast, I process a lot in writing. So if things that I'm growing through, that I'm working through, whatever's going on in my life, I'm probably writing through that in order to figure out what my thoughts are about it or the next steps I want to take or the understanding that I want to have of what's going on. And I can get, you know, pretty isolated doing that in some ways because I'm only getting my own sort of echo chamber, my own opinions, my own perspective, but bringing those things to the table in these conversations and be able to say, oh, hey, yeah, me too. It normalizes our human experience. We've become so isolated in our world of utter busyness, social media, political polarization. It's just amazing to be able to come together and talk things through with other women. And you have a safe place to say the thing. Again, as I said earlier on, we're not worried about, not that anybody is being gratuitously ugly about anybody else, but you have a safe space where you can say the thing. So, you know what? I actually, I'm not comfortable with this thing that's happening in my life and I want to talk it through. And it might sound critical of another person. And actually that's just fine because we all are able to hold that space for one another. I'm not sure how many relationships we build today that have that foundation of a safe held space. So thinking about you and what you can do with what I've shared with you today about this girl's trip that we plan. If you have some friends that you're close to, maybe some names come to mind right away of people, two or three, maybe more, but I would say, be careful with getting the group too big. Know too that people may come and go. Over the course of these years, we've certainly had, I mean, as many as maybe 12 total people kind of come and go from our group and it has shifted over time and that has been perfectly fine. But who might you want to include? And I would encourage you to think about having some conversations about what you want this trip to be. You know, what are you looking for? Are you looking for a safe space? Are you looking to come together as a group of friends 
and really have some deep and some rich conversations about your lives and about where you're going, that isn't for everyone. Some folks might want to just go to the beach together and hang out and drink and dance and do whatever all night. You know, this is a very different thing. In fact, we all tend to go to bed pretty early so we can get up and have that coffee and conversation in the morning. So think about who you would include and then think about the venue that is best for you all. So maybe that's a cabin in the mountains. Maybe you're, maybe somebody has a condo that you want to all go to together. Maybe you like to rotate the location. You know, we like to do the same thing year after year and really sort of have some comfort in doing the same thing year after year. Maybe you prefer to each go to a different location. Maybe you're visiting everyone's homes. You know, what could that look like? But some reasons you want to do this, some reasons I would encourage you to do this are to consider friends who truly know you and who know your story and who can stand beside you in your story. People that you actually trust with the truth of your story and your experience of your life, who have a willingness to listen, who don't always have to bring the conversation back to them. You know, there's, there's a give and take and there's a rhythm in conversation, right? So you want to be able to speak and to share your experience. And then it, perhaps somebody can say, oh, me too, or, oh, here, I see that. But only after you've had enough time to say what's important to you. Probably we have all been in a context or in a setting where we're sharing something dear to us and someone just doesn't understand and cuts us off or does their me too. And it's about bringing the conversation back to them. Of course, that is not what this is. I think too about how to, and this, this came together for us very organically, but if you're planning this for your life, think about the group that you want to bring together. Like what are the different characteristics or qualities of the individuals that you want to bring together? Maybe everyone knows everyone. And you all went to high school or college together. Maybe there's a group of a couple of you that, that know each other. And then each of you have some additional friends who'd love to bring into the group who, you know, would love something like this as well. So here are the things, and I'm going to repeat myself a little bit, but I want to tell you for me on the heels of this trip, what are the things about knowing that I'm going to have this experience with these women on a basically annual basis, what it gives to me, what it brings to my life. So it's continuity of relationships. So something that I have struggled with and at various junctures in my life is leaving a place and maintaining the friendships that I had in the place. It's just not something that I have done well. But as I've mentioned, this group of women, we've lived in a total of probably, I don't know, six or seven cities among the four of us all together, sometimes in the same cities at the same time, most of the time not, but we have this continuity of coming together and knowing one another. And so this has offered me continuity where I would not have had it because of my tendency to not do well maintaining relationships after I've moved from a place. So this group has offered that to me. It's also that touch point for personal reflection. When I return to a place where I have been before, I'm aware of, of myself that have been in that place before and where I have been and how I have grown and how things are different and how things are, have changed and how things are the same. One of just the practical realities is that it gives me some time by the ocean, by the Gulf in this particular case. I grew up in South Florida. I don't get back to the beach very often. But this is an opportunity for me to put my toes in the sand, to walk, 
on the Gulf to walk on the water. And that, you know, those of you who really love the beach will understand how restorative that feels to my soul. It normalizes the human experience. So we all come with the things that we're experiencing in our lives and what we're excited about and what we're scared about and what we're hurting over and what we love. And we're all having these very normal human experiences. How many times within your day-to-day life do you begin to feel isolated and feel like you are the only one going through something? Almost certainly you're not, but perhaps you're in an environment that allows you to feel like you are isolated. My exposure to these women reminds me that my experiences are not unique. As I said, it also gives me the value of these external perspectives of women who are in different stages of life and who have had different experiences to hear from them, not only about their own experiences, but what strikes them as important from my story. There's a tremendous amount of trust and safety, both that what we share will remain private and that it will be treated with respect. Nobody's going to be aghast or shocked or, you know, react in some kind of way to something that I say. It's a perfectly safe space to say whatever I need to say, even if it feels impolite or like something I would never say to somebody else. It's the place to say that thing you just got to get out there and say. And these are women who know me, know my career story, know my personal story and have a perspective of who I am over time. But it is not, you know, there are people who are in your life who might think, well, this is how you were in 12th grade. And I really don't understand why now in your mid forties, you're different. This is not that. This is people who have seen me grow and change. And we look for and see the growth in one another. We see the continuity and we see the growth. And we know that both of those things are possible and that change is of course the trajectory of our lives. These are people that I trust to ask me questions about what's going on in my life. You know, I know when I go on this visit, they're gonna ask me about this and they're gonna ask me about that and they're gonna ask me about this other thing. And so as I'm preparing for the visit, not intentionally, I'm sort of thinking about, so what? what's my answer to that question? How is this thing going? How do I want to think about that? Where, where is it as compared to where it was when we were last together? There are also people that I feel comfortable asking questions of. You know, I'm an introvert, right? So when there's a group of people, I'm generally going to be more reticent in conversation. And I'm also very cognizant when I'm not in a coaching context that not everybody wants questions asked about their story. Sometimes people just want to say things. This is a group of women where I feel like I can, and maybe it's not in the moment where they're talking about something, but where I can circle back and say, Hey, you know, I know you went through this. Tell me a little bit more about this experience and where she's likely to tell me no topics are off limits. We discuss all of it. And you know what else? It's all not serious. We, you know, most of the, most of the years we've gone on this trip, we actually have not packed makeup for the most part because it's just, just the girls. What do we care And actually this time we spent an inordinate amount of time talking about eyebrows and how people are, you know, makeuping what making up their eyebrows now and went to Ulta and got some eyebrow product and things like that. You know, so we're also silly and oh my gosh, do we laugh and tell stories and tell stories on each other from 
previous trips and from things that have happened while we were apart. And we can laugh at ourselves and laugh with one another. We're also not in the big group the whole time. So we will go off, you know, in pairs or whatever, people that want to go down to the beach, people that want to go thrifting, people that want to go do this thing or go shopping, will go off together and do their own thing. And it's all okay. Nobody needs to feel like they have to cruise direct the entire group and make everybody do the same thing at the same time. That's also a consideration when you're picking who you want to to go on this trip with you or what are expectations? Are people going to feel like we need to have activities? Do you want to have activities? Are people going to think like everybody needs to do the same thing? We all need to go together. You know, all of those things, again, are going to be the chemistry of the group and things you want to consider. In this group of women, we laugh, we cry. We challenge each other to think differently and to try different things. Who in your life can you do this with? So um, obviously I think you all know from listening to me how much I value this experience. And I want to say to Judy and BJ and Donna, how much I love you all and how much this trip means to me. Uh, And that I know that it also means the same to all of you. And that also warms my heart. So thank you for all of these years that we've been doing this together. I look forward to lots more. I hope we have lots more of these ahead of us. But for you listener, as you're thinking about creating something like this in your life, and it could look entirely differently, of course. You know, I think about friends who have gone away for writer's weekends, who have a writer's retreat at a house, get a beach house together, get a cabin together, whatever works for you. But what can you do? to cultivate for yourself these deep adult friendships that are a safe space, that are a sounding board, that allow you to be who you are and reflect that to them and to share and to benefit from the experience of other women's lives. And I've talked about this throughout this episode as a girl's trip, because that's, that's my experience. But certainly for guys listening, I'm sure there are parallels. Maybe this looks different. Maybe it's a golf trip for you all. I don't know. But as enriching as these relationships are to women, I am sure they are to men as well. And maybe it doesn't have to be gendered. You know, maybe there are those of you who would prefer a mixed group, whatever works for you. My experience again is just with the girl's trip and with how meaningful that has been to me. So thank you for sticking with me. For another episode of Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast, the unscripted edition. I hope you join me back here for next week's episode. We're going to finalize our series on decluttering and talk about decluttering your time and calendar. And I'm excited about this one. It's, it's important to me too. Um, if you are enjoying the show, please pick an episode that you think would be meaningful to a friend and share it with them. Let them know, send them a link to it. Say, hey, you know, I think you might actually like this episode. It's got something in here that spoke to me and I think it would speak to you too. I'd also appreciate it if you would go on Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review for the show. This really helps that algorithm to tell other people that they might like the show and should listen. Thank you so much for listening. It is a pleasure to share with you through this venue. And I hope you join me back here on your favorite podcast player or YouTube for my next episode. Thanks so much. I look forward to chatting with you soon. Bye.